Welcome to Build Your Tribe with your host, Shalene Johnson. Hey there. Thanks so much for listening to this edition of Build Your Tribe. I am very grateful to have this time with you. I appreciate your feedback and I read your reviews, even the negative ones. And I do that before I start recording, by the way. Can you hear like the trepidation in my voice? Oh my God, that's so weird. Well, I guess it's because lately I've really had to stick to my priorities and doing what is right for my family and balancing that with work. And because of that, I've been kind of combining my Periscopes or Facebook Live and where I'm sharing tips and business advice. And I'm doing that live on camera and then posting it here as a podcast as well. I don't see the experience as being any different. I mean, I speak to you the same way. I'm sharing the same exact tips. Nonetheless, reading the reviews today, it was a bummer. Even though there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of positive reviews, it's just the way our brain works. We see one or two negatives and you start questioning yourself. You start wondering, okay, so should I do what's right for listeners to the podcast show? Should I pay attention to these two or three negative complaints or should I live according to what's right for me and my family, even if sometimes that's not right for your customers? Do you know what I mean? And I had those thoughts today before I started recording, but I want you to know it still is a disappointment when you know you've disappointed other people, even if it's just one or two. I'm not going to lie to you and say like, yeah, who cares? Everybody's got negative reviews. You can't please everybody. I know that's true. But if you're a human being and you have a a pulse, it still stings, even if only for a few seconds. Anyways, I just want to let you know that I do read your reviews. And so thank you to each and every one of you who have written such kind and heartwarming and amazing and funny, like super funny reviews, because I'm going to reread those. There's no way to delete a negative review. That's a bummer. So if you want to read them, you can. You can just go to iTunes, click on The Shalene Show or Build Your Tribe and then click on reviews and you can read reviews there. And who knows, maybe, maybe you will feel so inclined to do something kind and write a kind review. I would very much appreciate that. Today, we're talking about four different types of entrepreneurs. Let's see which one you are. All right, cool. So what type of entrepreneur are you? Even if you're not an entrepreneur or uh, someone who owns a business, this is going to be very helpful to you because it's going to help you identify what type of mindset you're in at the moment. And the mindset that you're in at the moment is critical because if you can identify where you're at and identify where you'd like to be, then it's simply a matter of making that shift. I mean, it's not as simple as like snapping your fingers and saying, okay, I've decided to be a positive person. But the first step is identifying what's going on with your mindset and maybe where it stems from. And this is going to help you for a lot of reasons and not just in business, whether you've set a goal to lose weight or to be more organized, to be a kinder person, to improve your marriage, to start working on a regular basis, no matter what it is, it starts with your mindset. The first type of individual when you're approaching a goal, when you're approaching your business is the person I like to call the doubter. So the doubter is a step beyond a skeptic. So they think there's a possibility. There's a possibility this will work. There's a good chance that my business could succeed. There's a small sliver of a remote thought I'm having in the back of my head that this might improve my business. This might work for me. I might lose weight on this diet. I might have success this time. So they're further along than the person who says there's no way that's going to work. 
but they really are overwhelmed with doubt. And they won't tell you that. In fact, most of the time, they don't even, they don't even know it. They don't even know that they're filled with doubt, but you can read it in their comments. Now, I have the good fortune of being an academy creator. And so every day I have the good fortune of spending time with students who are going through my courses, reading their comments and their feedback and their questions. And it's so easy to spot a doubter. Like there's a neon flashing light next to their comments. It's so easy to to pick out a doubter because a doubter is somebody who they can't help it. But in their comments, they say things like, well, I'm just going to keep trying. I'm just going to keep at this. But once again, it didn't work for me today. As much as they want to be positive, they can't help but interject a whole bunch of what's going on in their head. And that is self-doubt. The doubter is the person who, when they're on a diet, they say to themselves, well, you know, I ate really well today and I'm following the program, but I always gain the weight back on these things. I'm going to do it, but I never really have success. That's the doubter. Now, a doubter is also, ironically, they are the person who often buys programs and returns them. So they're the person who buys a gym membership and then goes back to the gym 24 hours later and says, yeah, I, I actually, I don't want this. This isn't exactly the kind of gym I thought it was, which isn't true. The truth is they have so much doubt in their ability to follow through that they don't want to feel like a failure. Yeah. The doubter is a person who they, you know, enroll in college or they enroll into an academy and then they drop out and they'll always point to something else. They always say, I don't have the funds right now. Yeah. Yeah. Of course you don't. That's why you're here. That's why you're here. You have to do something about your mindset. And it starts with the belief that you can make this happen. So the doubter, it's a very dangerous place to be. But I don't have any ill feelings towards someone who's a doubter. I just believe in my heart of hearts that most doubters have been trained to think that way from an early, early age. The lack of belief in yourself has been passed on from parents and generations and generations of people who said, that's not for our kind. That's not for people like us. And when you're a child or maybe in your early adulthood, you had a lot of people say like, yeah, that's really great for them. But I don't think you could do that. I doubt that that is something you could succeed at. And so that doubt isn't something that you should have any ill will towards yourself or anyone else who you see as a doubter, but just know that it is giving power to the person who filled you with doubt. And if you ever want to take back your power, and if you ever want to change your life, you have to change your mindset and you have to stop doubting yourself because if you doubt yourself, I guarantee everyone else will too. It trickles down from the top. If you believe that you will fail on this diet. If you believe that this academy or this workout program or that this marriage will fail, guess what? You're right because it's your belief. The same way it is true that if you believe you will succeed, you're probably right. It's going to be pretty tough for you to fail. The second type of individual, often I see them as entrepreneurs, that they put themselves in that one to two category. Like, I'd like to call myself an entrepreneur, but I'm not comfortable with raising my hand and saying I'm an entrepreneur because, well, number one, I haven't made any money yet. I've got what it takes. I'm not making any money yet. The next category type of pseudo entrepreneur is what I call the perfectionist. 
And it's actually someone who's paralyzed by perfectionism. It's that person who they have this brilliant idea, but they just keep working on it and 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 thinking about it and thinking about it and thinking about it. And they're like, well, I can't even start it until I'm 100% positive that everything's going to work out. I can't even begin to put all of these pieces together because there's more I need to know. There's more I need to learn and I'm not there yet. And once everything's perfect, then I'll pull the trigger. The perfectionist is someone who, when they go through a course, they are looking for definitive answers before they will move. So in other words, if, um, say, for, I'll give you my own specific example. If I'm suggesting to my students in the Marketing Impact Academy that if they own a business, they have got to understand the power of their Facebook like page and their Facebook business page. And they have to understand these things because of the opportunities that are available with with statistics and data and research and knowing what works and reaching people the way that you need to in order to grow your business. And my advice to them is you should use and begin to transition to using your business and like page a lot more. The perfectionist can't decide for themselves if that statement is right. They can't say, well, that's her opinion, but I really prefer my personal page. They can't do that. They can't disagree because it might be the wrong answer. Even though I say repeatedly, guys, this is always going to be my best advice. You, you never have to do anything I say. I just want you to get the best information, the best research, the best knowledge, and then make an informed decision for you. And I can share with you best practices and I can tell you why I think you should do something, but ultimately you must make that decision and make that call. And I will see the perfectionist freeze and they'll say, but what do I do if I have a friend who says I should only use my personal page? What do I do? And they freeze and they never go anywhere. Yeah. They're just scared. They're so afraid. The fear is again, not something that I judge and it, it's, it, should, it shouldn't be something that you judge either because most of the time talk to a perfectionist and they were raised in a home where getting things right was paramount and they rarely felt as though they were good enough or they did things correctly even when they did if they got an A minus it should have been an A if they were in band and they sat second seat, they should have been first seat. If they were, um, you know, playing varsity basketball, they should have been playing as a freshman like their brother. Like perfectionism is a paralysis that is passed on by parents. Rarely will you find someone who's just born a perfectionist. Now, there, there are cases. I'm sure there are many people listening who have kids and you got like one kid who's like a total perfectionist and another kid who like will just wing it. You know, they're like a dirt clod and they just don't care. And then the other kid has to have everything lined up. So there is a component to perfectionism that I, I you know, there's a component to all of our personalities that has to do with DNA, right? But when you find people who are so afraid to make a mistake I have found in the 20 years that I've been doing it that it is passed on from parents who could not be pleased. You did not feel loved. You did not feel enough. You did not feel like anything was done correctly from the beginning. So so it's really hard to, to think it's okay to fail because that wasn't your that wasn't your experience growing up, right? And the other type of perfectionism that really is detrimental is when your fear 
is that others will think less of you if there's an error, that people will think that you are less valuable as a human being if you do it wrong, or if you're not as good as other people, or if there's something to be criticized. Every single day, I mean, I can't, I can't even name the number of ex- mistakes I make every single day. And it's crazy to think about where my business would be today if I had just a little bit more perfectionism in me. Like I've, I'd like to have just a little tiny sliver of it. I don't have enough of that in me, unfortunately. So I make a lot of, I don't want to say embarrassing, but like major typos and mistakes where I'm like, it's good. Just get it out there. People need this. Get it out there. You know, and sometimes I, I go too fast, but most upsetting to me though, is when I meet people. Cause you know what the thing is with perfectionists? Here's the thing with perfectionists. They're usually the smartest freaking people I know. They're usually like the most organized, the most together, the most perfect people I know. Like the people I know who are perfectionists are usually, I'm like, I don't understand. This is so good. And they're like, oh no, I got to work on it some more. The worst is if you're an artist who's a perfectionist, OMG, because then you're never done with your work. You are never done and you'll just keep working on it, working on it, working on it until it's muddy. So It is really important, I think, for our perfectionists to understand that you are stuck. And once again, you're giving power back to that person who made you believe incorrectly that somehow you weren't enough or somehow you didn't do it right or somehow it could have been better, which I hope you understand was the way they felt about themselves, right? So when parents treat their children like that, it's because they feel inadequate. My daughter, when she was younger, had this um, girl who was kind of an acquaintance, right? So she came over to play at the house a couple of times. And she was the fastest kid in the class. She was this like Miss Congeniality times 20, like the sweetest girl. She was just the sweetest girl. She was straight A's. She had older sisters who were all straight A's and the best athletes anybody's knew of in the school district. Like they're, they're like a robot family. Amazing. Anyways, she hadn't, she'd only come over a couple of times. And of course, of course, you know me, I have to interrogate all children who walk through my doors. So I'm interrogating her. My children love that. And she explains that I said, are you excited about spring break? And she said, um, we don't know yet if we're going on spring break. And I said, oh, so you might be staying local for spring break. She goes, yeah, well, we we might be going to Florida, but all of us have to get straight A's in order for the family to take our spring break to Florida. Think about that for a second. So you're in third grade and you get an A minus and your family doesn't take a vacation because an A minus isn't good enough. That is so wrong, dude. Dude, those are kids whose parents want them to be the best at everything. And you know what they will be? They will be paralyzed with fear. They'll be the best in sports. They'll be the best in school. And they will be probably pretty good employees because they'll want to be the best. But they'll probably be terrible parents because they will feel so much guilt to perform and to be perfect for their employers. They will never believe in themselves. All that those parents are doing is destroying, in my opinion, is just my opinion and is my show so I can have an opinion. But in my opinion, that is about the worst thing you could do to a kid is to tell them this family's joy is dependent upon your, not your best effort, This family's joy, this family's rest and relaxation, this family's vacation is dependent upon your being perfect, not your best effort. 
You are being perfect. Yep. The parents who do this, they're doing it because they want others to think better of them because their children are perfect. And what other people think of you is irrelevant. What your children think of themselves is everything. All right. Now, the flip side of this is that person who's an entrepreneur, but a jumper, a jumper. Okay. Now, you know, I know we've been talking a lot about parents and but for the record, I know, you know, I'm not a therapist, but my best friend is one. So I, I'm pretty sure that counts. She said it does because I spend so much time with you. Does this, am I a doctor? And she said, sure. So there you go. While on the subject of parents, parents of people who I like to call jumpers or line cutters are parents like my parents. Okay. Because I'm going to just tell you right now, that's who I am. I'm a jumper and a, a line cutter. Parents of jumpers and line cutters are the kind of parents who, when their kid wants to go out for a sport and they go to two practices and they're like, mom, I hate it. Those parents say, quit. And you go, okay, cool. Mom, now I want to take piano. And you take piano for two weeks and you go, mom, I hate it. And then your parents go, we just bought a baby grand piano, but you can quit. Try something else, right? Parents of jumpers and line cutters are very positive. They create children who have incredible confidence and belief in themselves, but they don't always have the fortitude to follow through because the parents have led them to believe, which is a positive thing. You can do anything. Don't worry about failing. Don't worry about failing. You can always change course. And that was me. So I never learned and I don't think it's any fault of my parents, but there was definitely like, you know, you got to look at where does this stuff come from and who doesn't want to be the best, right? Like I always wanted to be the best. I was, I would, you know, go to dance class and I'd be like, oh, that girl's so good. Oh, she's so good. I want to do that. And then I would, I would take dance for like three weeks and I would be like, yeah, I'm not getting better. So, and so therefore I'm not going to be the best at this. I should quit. And then I would be like, maybe it's horseback riding. Maybe I should get into horseback riding. And then I would, you know, switch to that. And shortly thereafter, I'd realize, oh, I'm not very good at this either. So I should keep looking. And so I would jump from thing to thing to thing. And that's a, there's positives to this because those of you who are jumpers and line cutters, you're not afraid to try anything. You're like, I'll try it. Yeah, throw me in. Throw me to the wolves. I'll try it. I don't care because because we're, we're comfortable failing. We know it hasn't killed us. All of those experiences, they never killed me. In fact, it usually felt better to jump out and jump into something else that felt better. I didn't necessarily have to fail because I could jump into something else. I see these people all the time in my academies. So what they'll do, they're the ones who, who pay for the whole thing in full. They don't do a payment plan. They can't wait for the academy to, to be available again that year. And they're really excited for all of the things that they know they can do with their business when the Marketing Impact Academy opens up. And they can't wait. And they're like, let's go. And they're in for two weeks, maybe less than that. They've watched one or two lessons and they're like, I got it. Oh, oh, okay. She just told a story. I get it. I know what I'm going to do. And so, okay. I know she said, just hold your horses and we're going to get to that, but I can't. And so now I see this course on how to explode my Pinterest and how to blow up my Facebook ads and, and how to kill it on Snapchat and how to launch a program. And, uh, so I'm going to buy all of those 
Yeah, I'm going to buy all of those too. I'm going to do like one lesson in each one of these. And none of these programs work. I'm not the best. It must be the program. I'm not the best. It must be the program. So we jump. And that was me. That was me. That was me. I would buy programs and I would be like, okay, okay, let's go. Let's go. Let's get to the part where I'm, where I'm a millionaire, please. Hi. Is there a fast forward button to the part where, because you see, <laughs> you see, I already understand all this. I, I already know where you're going with this. I don't, I don't need the details. I don't need the specifics. I can figure this out. I'm really good at figuring things out. I'm really good at jumping. So if, if where's the fast forward, excuse me, where's the fast forward button, please? Um, thank you. Okay. Great. And so that's what I would do. And I would be in courses and I would buy another course and I would be at a seminar and hear somebody else talking about another seminar. And I would be like not paying attention in that seminar so I could register for the next seminar. And I was wondering why it was taking me so long to get where everybody else was. And I had a mentor, a mentor who I still very much respect and give a lot of credit to today, who said to me, Shalene, you're not very good at finishing things, are you? And I was like, uh, yes, I am. I guess not. Because the truth was, I wasn't very good at finishing. I, I felt, I felt, hmm, I guess I had a misconception, maybe, I don't know how you'd describe it, but I was kind of proud of the fact that I wasn't afraid to try things. I was proud of the fact that I was investing in a lot of different knowledge and information. And I was like proud of that. I'm like, yeah. You said that smart people invest and I'm investing in myself. I get it. I'm investing. But what I didn't realize is I really wasn't investing in myself because I wasn't investing in the knowledge. I was investing in the purchase. I was investing in the jump. And I finally said, I am going to get through this course lesson by lesson by lesson. And I'm going to finally, for the first time in my entire life, schedule time to implement and then schedule time to go back and review. And from that day forward, I was no longer a jumper. And that's when my business changed, when I actually realized that you can't miss steps. When you miss steps, you end up going back and starting over. When you miss steps, you waste money and you waste time. Now, I know we're talking about business today, but you know, this is so true of people with just about anything. You know, it's that person who's like, oh yeah, I, I can figure out how to... Uh, I, I can figure out that paleo diet. Yeah, so so I'm just going to go on Pinterest. I'm going to go on Pinterest. I'm going to look at a couple of pictures and I'll be like, yeah, yeah, I, I, I understand what that paleo is. Yeah, I know what paleo is. Yeah, I, I understand what that, the Whole30, yeah, I know what the Whole30 is. Yeah, I, I bought the book and I read um, the first chapter. So yeah, I read that book. I, I totally read that book. But you haven't. Here's the problem. When you think you know the answers, you don't know the answers, and therefore you can't make decisions moving forward based on knowledge. You have to go on a gut instinct, and you don't have the experience of the expert or the author or whoever it is that you need to be learning from to be able to make an informed decision. And that's not a good place to be. Jumpers, I think, have a real advantage because it's easier for a jumper to reform than it is a doubter. It's easier for a jumper to reform, I think, than a perfectionist because you just have to decide, I have to stop jumping. I have to slow down and finish. Now, my last and final type of entrepreneur is the type of entrepreneur, for that matter, the type of person you want to be. I mean, let's face it. You want to finish. You want to finish what you started with the rare exception of when you realize something is 
bleeding out. It's not working. And you're dumping money into something. It's like a business that is failing and failing and failing. You just keep dumping money into it and dumping money into it. And it's it's a marriage where, you know, your spouse is cheating on you repeatedly and is addicted and is dangerous. I mean, there's a point at which you realize like, okay, now to say I'm not going to quit is just being foolish. I mean, so there's a point at which we have to stop the bleeding. But for the most part, that's a rare exception. The majority of people I'm talking about are people who need to realize you must finish. And it is harder today than ever before in our lives to finish because there's so many things tempting us and distracting us and grabbing our attention and sparkling off in the distance. And it's, it's very easy to jump, to cut in line, to feel like, I got it. I watched one YouTube video and now I know how to write a book. I read the first chapter of this diet program and now I know everything about it. But I want you to be a soldier, a quiet hero. So think about it for a moment. It takes a very special mindset to be a soldier. But there are men and women in the trenches who are both reformed perfectionists, doubters, and jumpers. But you will not survive in war with any three of those mindsets. You must be a quiet hero. You must be able to feel fear and do what's right. You must recognize that things aren't going to be perfect, but you need to move now. You need to pull the trigger in this moment, even though things aren't, conditions aren't perfect. That's a quiet hero. A quiet hero finishes the job. A soldier wins the war because they've given their best and they've taken it to the end. Any one of you, can shift into that mindset because you have to recognize if you're in any one of the other three mindsets, the only person you're hurting is you. The only person who's actually being penalized is you. And oftentimes you're giving power back to the person who took it from you in the first place. You know, you got to stop living your life with the thoughts you had when you were eight years old. You have to get beyond that doubt you have to believe that once and for all, you don't have the answers and you don't need to jump. You don't need to move on to the next shiny thing because the world isn't going to stop spinning simply because you've slowed down to finish a course that you invested in. I mean, so many times I'll find out from people, they'll say, you know, I started to do your course, but yet my business wasn't doing so well. So I had to, I had to jump back into my business. And so I, I didn't have the time to finish it, but I still have it. To which I say, you know what? If you were to have simply prioritized 30 minutes a day, you wouldn't be in this position. You wouldn't be in a position where you're cutting corners and your business is failing. It's a decision and you jumped because you were worried. You have to have faith that when you finish something, that is knowledge and knowledge is power and power gives us the ability to make decisions on our own. So one last thing I want to say about knowledge, because listen, I'm a junkie for this stuff too. I listen to podcasts every day, every single day. I got like probably five or 10 different blogs that I visit and I listen to at least two or three different podcasts about business. But the content that I consume is on a schedule. So like, for example, one of my favorite podcasters today had a great episode about exercise 
And I'm like, Ooh, I want to listen to this. And and his podcast was about how important it is to exercise every single day. And I thought, I I really want to listen to this, but that's not on my schedule right now. I have a menu of information to consume. If I don't stick to that menu, then I'm back in the same role I used to be in, which where I was a jumper. So right now I have a very specific agenda and I, I, I put myself into a season of mastering that knowledge because if I'm jumping every half hour to a new podcast with a different topic, I can't learn that way. I can't finish what I started. If I've decided that there's a certain type of content that I need to master, it's because I'm weak there. It's because I need that. I need that knowledge and I can't, it's because I'm failing there or I could be better there. And I've got to finish what I started. I need to master this. And I don't need to be a jack of all trades that never served me. I failed when I was trying to be a jack of all trades. Now I stick with a very specific formula and an order to things. And ever since I've done that, here's the other thing I've been able to do. You can ask any of my friends this. I can and will and do tune out distraction. I hang with a lot of entrepreneurs and you know what we entrepreneurs love to do? We love to do this. Oh my gosh. Okay. Have you heard of so-and-so? Okay. You've got to go check out so-and-so. And you know what I reply back to them? I say, is that person someone who's an expert at opt-in page optimization? No, they're not. Okay. Well then I don't want to know them or see them or, or hear about them. Do you know someone who's an expert at optimization? Because that's what I'm studying right now. And they'll be like, oh, okay, you have to go to this dinner because I've got like, oh, Shaleen, oh my God, you're going to die. I have got the opportunity of a lifetime. You and I have been invited to this mastermind and so-and-so and so dude, so-and-so is going to be there and they want us both to come. I'm like, I ain't going. I don't need to meet new people. I don't need to hear about new stories, new seminars, new trainings, new podcasts, new books, new whatever, unless it pertains to my area of study. Now I'll put them, I have a Google doc where I categorize all the different things that I'm studying. So if somebody mentions to me like, Hey, when, you know, if, if you're looking at improving your blog, you should check out Darren Halperin. So then I'll add names to my Google doc of things that people have recommended to me, podcasts or books or seminars, and I'll revisit them when I'm in that cycle and in that season. Otherwise I'm being a jumper and I refuse to be a jumper again. I want to be a soldier, man. I admire those soldiers so much. So I digress, but to those men and women who fight for their country and the husbands and wives who stay home and make those sacrifices, a debt of gratitude to you because it takes incredible determination and sacrifice and discipline to be a soldier. I'm a soldier. You can ask my friends. You know who you should ask? You should ask Natalie Jill. We have very similar personalities and she'll be like, dude, you have to, I'm like, Natalie, don't be giving crack to a crack addict. So who will you be tomorrow? It doesn't matter who you were yesterday or the day before. I want to know, who are you going to be tomorrow? Are you going to be a soldier? Are you going to be a jumper? Are you going to be a perfectionist? I know the answer. I do know the answer, but I want you to speak it out loud. As always, it is my goal to be brief, to be bright, to make it fun, and then be done. Y'all, we are done. Thank you so much for heading over to the reviews and writing me a review for Build Your Tribe. I love you guys. Thanks for listening. This episode of Build Your Tribe is sponsored by, you guessed it, the Marketing Impact Academy. It is your one-stop shop for everything you need to know to build, to really understand the right steps to build your online business. And I mean like, yo, 
everything from finding your ideal lifer to figuring out how to create a freemium, which freemiums are best, how to build your list, when it's time to actually offer something for sale, how to evaluate what price point you should offer something for sale, how to then attract more customers and write emails and which email system or customer retention or customer relationship management software should you use. They're all different. Everybody's got their own opinions, but this is the place where you can go and figure out how to evaluate all of these things based on your current situation, based on how much money you have to invest, based on how many people you do or don't have on your list, based on how much time you have to invest in your online business. I needed this when I was building my own online business. There was nothing like it. There was no place for me to go to be able to learn each one of these pieces. I would go to one seminar or one academy and realize, well, now I don't know how to do this fill in the blank. And I'd have to go to another academy or another seminar. And I did a lot of things out of order. I spent money that I didn't yet need to spend because I hadn't done steps one and two. And so I created this course specifically for people like you and I who know that what's important is to evaluate everything with critical thinking, figure out what's best for us, find the best and the quickest and the smartest way to do things so that we don't have to live in our businesses. We can be smart about these things so that we can actually live and enjoy our lives and our businesses can allow us to do that. If you're interested in finding out more about the Marketing Impact Academy, please check us out at marketingimpactacademy.com.